Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. How are you? Pretty good. Um, we're going to be talking today about sane and satisfying entertaining. And I, I have to admit that I'm really in the mode for thinking about this because um, I just wrapped up a Thanksgiving weekend where right. I visited my family and, you know, ate food and was entertained at someone else's yeah. house. and. It's got me kind of in this, I don't know, this is definitely going to be an episode that could uh, apply to any entertaining all year round, but I, I have to admit, I am now in the holiday. I am in the holiday spirit. I'm there. Yes. It's, it's something <laughs> so. we have to think about whether we're the ones entertaining or being entertained. And I used the phrase sane and satisfying. That's something you used to use ages ago on your blog. And it's I like remember. the perfect little phrase for like, there's these things that we either have to do or we think we should do as a mom, but you and I are just champions of keeping those things sane and satisfying, meaning don't drive yourself crazy and also make sure it's fun for you. And I think entertaining is no different. So I think we have some fun things to talk about today and also maybe some tips for if entertaining just seems totally overwhelming or something that only, you know, Instagram stars do. Right. <laughs> um, that's not necessarily the case. Like you can have right. people into your home and throw even a big gathering and it just doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be picture perfect. So sane and satisfying for the win. Sane and satisfying. I love it. I'm, I'm glad to be reminded of that little phrase. Um, and we should also mention that uh, this is kind of like part one of, of a two-parter. It's not quite yeah. the same. Sometimes we do two-parters where it really is like, like a sequel. And this one right. is more like two, you know, similarly themed episodes, um, one right after the other. So this one's going to be kind of more about entertaining in general, having people over. I, I want to talk about the traditions that we grew up with around entertaining because mm -hmm. I think that's kind of fun. Um, and then 131 will really focus on that meal and yeah, kind of serving the, the, meal. For the meal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and cleaning clean up, up afterward. And we're rolling both of these out this week. So you guys get a bonus on Friday. We're just we that's are exciting. like sharing a lot of podcast love with you guys lately. This is like 
you know. I know. This week alone. It's a bountiful like, holiday. Is it like five episodes this yeah, week? Yeah, I think so. This is silly. People are like, stop talking. Stop talking, <laughs> Megan that's and Sarah. Enough. We said we wanted more. We lied. That's enough. Yeah. We've hit our, we've hit our max. Yeah. yeah. So we will have a little bonus for you on Friday of this week. So. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. Okay. Well, um, I kind of wanted to start out by kind of making the case for entertaining in general as not something to be afraid of or shy away from when you're a mom, especially of little kids. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to our sister podcast, The Home Hour, because they, as you guys know, if you've been listening, they relaunched last spring um, and they have had some really great guests and topics around entertaining that just kind of remind you of why it's important and what kind of, you know, just what kind of things come about when you open up your home to other people. So I don't know, maybe we can spend a few minutes just talking, just making a case for it. And I know it's hard. I know it can seem stressful, um, but, but I think it's worth it. It is worth it. And I wanted to say that um, I went through, you know, we've talked on this episode or on the show kind of a lot lately about how things have changed for me in my house. And how for a while I was kind of just, I don't know, in hiding from life and yeah. not really entertaining a lot. And so that's something I've, I've always loved to do. And so it's been almost a year really since I've 
Well, no, it's been well over a year, actually, since I've really had people over and have entertained with a capital yeah. E um, or even with a lowercase e, I have to admit. So I've been <laughs> kind of easing into it lately and had my first bona fide like gathering of people where I made food and and yeah. I decided to do a baked potato bar because nice it was just easy and I knew I could do it and it reminded me of all the things I love about having people over which is what entertaining is really having people over it's the same yeah. thing and the right. word entertaining sounds kind of scary and um it was yeah, it sounds like something and, you could be good or bad at, but you can't really right. be good or bad at opening your door having and people having over. people just, walk through. <laughs> when people walk in, you've already succeeded. So yeah. um, just kind of the little rituals that I used to do when I did this more often, you know, um, checking the drinks, the drink situation, uh, cleaning up the bathrooms, um, making sure that I had stuff that everybody could eat or drink, you know, just like all the little yeah. things that I used to be really, really, um, I don't know, just paid attention to, I guess, and yeah. enjoyed. I did again. And that felt good. It it really felt good. It was really nice. And it was over in like two hours. It wasn't, it was yes. a school night. It wasn't like it was, didn't go on and on for hours and hours. I didn't bake a big fancy dinner. I made baked right. potatoes. I love it. There you that's go. That's actually and great. I, that's, that's a great um, type of later on. I think we'll talk about different types of entertaining you can do. It doesn't always yeah. have to be a dinner party, but baked potato bar is a super fun one. I kind it of was really want to eat that right now. You want I me to make also, you a baked potato bar? <laughs> yeah, please. Will you? Um, I also think this really sets a great example for our kids. And I think this could get, we could get into an area where if things have to be perfect all the time, we're sort of sending that message like, quick, everybody be on your best behavior. Go clean up your right. rooms because we're having people over. And I'm not saying you'll never do that because we all do that. But the more you have different types of entertaining options, opening up your home for small gatherings and big gatherings and casual and right. fancy, I think that really kind of shows our kids what's possible. It shows them that we can focus on what really matters, which is the people walking through the door and not the house being perfect. Um, and the, I think what goes hand in hand with that is this gets easier the more you do it. So if you only do it once a year and it stresses, it stresses the heck out of you, your kids are going to pick up on like, oh, here we go. Like mom's having people yeah. over. Yes. Like this is going to be a nightmare. Or you just make a habit of it and they get to see the fun in that. So if you, yeah. if you don't want to do it for you, you know, maybe think about that as what the message it sends to kids and the family as well. I think there's yeah, an opportunity there. That reminds me of something cute Owen said when we were having people <laughs> over and um, I was having him vacuum or something. And he said, why do we always, you know, clean so much more when people are coming over? And I said, well, you, we want them to see, you know, we want the house to be nice for people. And he said, well, d isn't it more important that they see the way we really live, mom? <laughs> and I said, this is the way we really live when people come over. So yeah, yeah it was kind of funny. He like had totally had my number on that. And then, then I yeah. said, you know, but there is something kind of nice about pulling everything together and getting it guest ready and, and just having that be, um, I don't know, just having a nice, fresh, clean slate. And, and we've talked before about when you want to clean and you're having a, trouble getting motivated, have people over. Yes. And so there's absolutely. something nice and I, I think really fun in the ritual of cleaning for company that feels yes. different than just like, ugh, I have to clean because I don't know, because my house is right. a disaster. Right. Yeah. No. And you and get to, Tuesday. you still get to enjoy your home in that spiffed up state, you know, exactly. we're in the holidays now and it's always, it always lights a little fire under you yep. if you're having some kind of a gathering, but then you get to enjoy it, you know, and you yep. get to, the, it's still your space. So um, well, yeah, I think, I think it's worth it. I think it doesn't have to be perfect or fancy and hopefully listeners out there will feel 
challenge to maybe yeah. have people over. And maybe some of you are probably doing this already. Katie, who you guys know on the podcast, that Katie entertains all the time. Whenever I ask her what she's doing for a holiday or something, she's always having people over. So um, I think that can be inspiring, too, is just That's there right. are people who are just naturally good at and maybe others of us who have to work, work at a little bit. bit. More at it. <laughs> yeah. OK, so I'm really curious what um, you what memories you have of what entertaining was like in your family growing up because you grew up in a big family and you were the youngest. So I have to yeah. figure that like your family was already in the mode of entertaining in the way that they came to entertain by the time you were remembering things. Does that make yeah. sense? Like no, I was totally. a first baby. So those first few years are just about getting your bearings. But by the time right. you were a kid, things were happening. They've been in doing house. it for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the things I think is kind of fun. Um, my mom was very frugal and really liked, out of things so we had been using by the time i came along by the time i remember we had been using the same <clears throat> the same linens and all that stuff since and i guess i just don't feel like people swap that stuff out as much then mm -hmm. as they do now like you don't go to you didn't go to target and to pick up all new to yeah. pick up all new you know table linens every year right. and so a lot of the stuff i remember feeling like it was a real throwback like in the middle of the 80s when i was using my mom's like very obviously 1964 or whenever she got married <laughs> um mm -hmm her table linens and serving platters and stuff like that. All stuff that I would probably love. Now I do have a few of those pieces still and I think they're awesome, but like very, very mod. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember the um, cleaning. Now it's hard for me to, to figure out whether she was doing that. Like my memories of her cleaning, whether that was just something she did before people came over or whether it was mm -hmm. something that she did. Um, all the time and I just remember it before people came over because it was more notable sure. maybe yeah but and I know we're gonna talk a little more about cleaning in the next episode but one thing I do remember is that she would always take all the chairs out and line them up like out of the dining room and line them up in the living room oh so she could vacuum and mop mm -hmm. and I would pretend it was a train I do remember nice. that very specifically <laughs> like <laughs> turning the chairs like lining all the chairs up and pretending it was a train and then we always 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 got out the good silver and uh -huh. the good um dishes that we didn't use the china that we didn't use any other time of the year and like the serve and the um like the gravy boat mm -hmm. and the um crystal serving this and that and mm -hmm. that was really for thanksgiving dinner, um, yeah. christmas and easter so those things got brought out now we also did plenty of just more casual entertaining and that i just remember adults sitting at the table usually smoking cigarettes to be honest and like if I really had to be honest um and then the kids just running around like running amok mm -hmm. and so I don't know it's like there were definitely different feelings like holidays got the white glove treatment mm -hmm. and and like I don't know casual get-togethers were much more similarly minus the smoking which we no longer right. do in our houses or hopefully outside of them um we we so it was basically more a lot more like what it looks like now for me and my friends and family just hanging out. Do you remember music. your do you remember your mom getting like, do you remember feeling like she was busy or like frantic or stressed out or that it was fun or somewhere in the middle or do you not remember? I don't remember her feeling stressed out. I remember her feeling like purposeful. Mm -hmm. And I do remember that she didn't really ever give me anything meaningful to do in the kitchen. And I would always really want to help her. And she'd give mm -hmm. me something really dumb, like <laughs> mixing the like mixing the gravy packet, which didn't need to be done anyway which, or whatever. Yeah, you know, well, I think it did. But like it would have taken it took me like a half. And I just sit there and mix it and mix it, mix it. Yeah. I knew that was the only thing I was going to get to do. Um, yeah. 
So that's one thing. And she actually even mentioned that when I was older. I remember her saying that she wished she hadn't kicked me out of the kitchen as much. Um, she was just trying to get like dinner on the table and she yeah. really didn't need the help. But I don't remember her feeling. I don't remember getting a feeling from her like she was really stressed or harried. It was just like people are coming. These are the things that I have to do. I do remember her being in the kitchen like all day. Yeah. Before a big meal. It felt like all day to me. Yeah. Um, especially if there was a turkey involved and right, sure. uh, lots of sides and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't know. What about do you? you? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of my memories as you're talking and I was thinking, I feel like. And we've talked about this before. I'm only two and a half years younger than you, but in for all intents and purposes, it's like a 10 year difference because our parents were different ages and I'm the oldest right. and you're the youngest and all that. Um, I feel like in probably the late 80s, early 90s, when I'm remembering these things, I feel like potlucks maybe were I don't know. Do you feel like your casual get togethers had a lot of people bringing stuff? I feel like ours did. So I feel I don't remember and maybe my mom was just smart and realized, like, there's no point in cooking everything. I mean, there's no that's not right. It's not necessary if everyone can bring stuff. So I remember a lot of potlucks, like a lot of people bringing stuff, contributing, um, even at Thanksgiving. We still do Thanksgiving like that when we have larger Thanksgivings with, you know, friends or extended family. Everybody brings something. Um, I remember I do remember the plates, like the blue plates that were not they weren't wedding china but they were like the nice stoneware that all matched and um and I remember tablecloths and I do remember setting the table I think that was probably my job and it did probably (laughs) get me out of the kitchen a little bit too but I remember thinking it was really special you know picking flowers or arranging things how I you know I think I was given a good amount of creative license to make a pretty table or making place cards even if it was not even Thanksgiving just a random you know yeah. Um. My parents had a lot of so the house that we moved into when I was about eight and then lived there for until I graduated high school was fairly big. It was like kind of sprawling and had a really big backyard. So uh, and my dad at, in his business at that time had a lot of, you know, people that he could invite over from work. So I do remember a lot of big gatherings, but again, mostly pretty casual, mostly uh, potluck style. So that I don't remember my mom having to like cook an entire meal or have it be that formal like dinner party situation yeah, you know Does that make it's sense funny yeah. That, yeah it's funny that you're asking that because I honestly when it's like the casual get-togethers which was usually local friends or aunts and uncles and cousins and sure. stuff like that I don't remember anything about the food which tells okay. me it probably wasn't very <laughs> noteworthy <laughs> yeah probably wasn't something that kept my mom really busy I know we didn't order pizza my mom just wasn't the type. I don't even know that we had a, pizza, a place where you could order pizza where I lived <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, but it was probably something like, you know, hot dogs. I, I don't yeah. remember anything about it, which tells me it was probably very, you know, people brought the chips and my mom made the hot dogs or something. Right. So the only really meals like my mom was really in the kitchen and, you know, cooking for, I think, were those holiday meals. And another thing that's interesting, I, I don't remember us having a lot of people over for those meals. Those tended to be just us. Okay. And maybe like one relative or like the year my mom like adopted an elderly woman um, through the church. Like she was mm-hmm. kind of, we've kind of fought, like yeah. fostered her, I guess. Yeah. And she would come over for holidays. Um, and that was always entertaining because she had a really wicked sense of humor and always looked like she was about to drop dead. Like at all moments of the, t- like she would sometimes <laughs> pretend to drop dead in front of the oh, table. I think you've told me this. Yes. Just to trick us. <laughs> and she never had her teeth in. I mean, she got us over and over and over again. And I think she just thought so it was hilarious. Funny. So my brother and I were terrified of this woman. 
But anyway, it would always be like a, it would be a guest like that. Like my mom would, you know, kind of take in stray people sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so we'd end up Mm -hmm. with this, this table of like my brother and me and my sister and maybe my other brother before he was off at school. And then it would be, (laughs) it would be like the four of us and my mom and then this rando person. So we were kind of like all in our best behavior, but it was not usually huge. It wasn't big. And it usually also wasn't someone who would have brought something. So, yeah, I remember a lot of those interesting, like people just showing up at our table um, for those holidays. But they were those tended to be much more formal. And the other ones, I think, were just free for all. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We could have been eating peanut butter toast for all I remember. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) No, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Um, Well, I thought let's do a little rapid fire. I I have a few like questions we can both answer and then um and then we'll take a break and keep going but these are just some like I think everybody does these things differently so I'm just going to ask you and we can both um, sure you know chime in so if you were going to have a get-together bigger than just a couple friends um how would you do invitations text evite formal have you done any formal invitations for I have probably never sent a formal invitation that I can recall actually I take that back one time on a lark uh, Jen and Missy and I threw like a fancy holiday party. We were Ooh, so young. They didn't even have kids yet. I think I only had Jacob. Um, and we all like wore fancy clothes. This was pretext. Nice. So, uh, and no one had, I mean, I had email, but most people didn't use it at that time. So I think we sent handwritten invitations in the mail. Oh, fancy. Um, but usually it would be either a text or maybe a Facebook invite if it was a big enough group. Okay. Um, um, text more likely. How about you? I, I like Evite. I like Evite because of, you know me, I like to manage details and I'm yeah. like really anal about communications. And so the I like how... of actually having to set the Evite up would probably be oh, the thing that would stop me from using it. And I it. love it. I could like set Evite invitations up as a hobby, like a side business. Um, That's really <laughs> weird. Um, So I, I do like Evite and I like that you can see who's coming and that people can kind of comment. And Evite, Evite has been around forever, which is kind of cool. And it's really kind of come a long way. So I still yeah. use it occasionally. Um, in terms of print invitations, I mean, I think those are so pretty. I got to design some for my sister's baby shower recently, but that's, again, that's the type of thing you would do a formal invitation. Um, but I, I would say if I were doing, you know, like a new year's Eve party or something, I still think there's a time and place for printed invitations. I just haven't, I haven't had much reason to do them in a while, but I do think I kind of wish I would have a reason because I really like them. Yeah. Um, but I just, I have never. So yeah. And (laughs) I feel like people recently. People still do them sometimes for kids' birthday parties. Sometimes I get a lot of a lot of those by oh, Evite. Oh yeah, too, yeah. No, we've but, done them. Yeah. We've done them for kids' birthday parties for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and then how do you decide who to invite? Do you have those? Do you have like Oof. friend groups where it's like they start to overlap, but if you go into the overlap, then you've oh, got to yeah, invite no. like that tier. So I how call do you, it how like do you the make... tier. Yeah, it's the tier yes. system. It's a mess. So you've got your A group, and this sounds terrible, but you know you've got your people you hang out with all the time. It's not yeah. You like one group better than the other. You just see them more. And right. then you've got the B group. And it's like, if you invite one person from the B group, you better invite everybody from the B right. group. Exactly. It just keeps going. And then, and then you're getting into the C group because like those people know each other. And man, yeah, it's the I don't people know who know each other. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's where I always get tripped up is like, I'm pretty good at deciding like, okay, who, you know, who are we close with or like who's in our circle. But then you get into where like someone that you really want to invite is also really good friends with like that next tier. And then it's just yes. like a, a domino effect. I know. Well, one thing I have done is um, I've kept most of my I've kept most of them to the the A group, I have to say, which is okay because 
when you count like all the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. it's still a lot of people. Yeah. And my family is big enough that if I just invite my family, that's a party right there. Yeah. So um, there have been times that I've invited like one or two people outside of the main group because I'm kind of hoping they'll become part of the main group. Right. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes that works. And I feel like if it's if it's the right person at the right time for the right event, it's OK. Like when we used to have those big Halloween parties every year. Mm-hmm invariably one or two of the people who would get invited weren't people who we hung out with all the time, but were just people that we happened to be spending a lot of time with lately. Yeah. And maybe their mm-hmm. name came up. Um, I think my, uh, my friends, Liz and Lars are really good at this because they have a ton of friends and they're realtors. They know a ton of people. Right. And, and they've just lived here forever. Um, so they really don't, they hardly ever do really formal invitations to stuff. It's just kind of like you either find out about it or you don't. And it's, it sounds Kind of like a mess, but I think it works because then you never have to feel bad that you didn't invite everybody. You just, yeah. it's like if you happen to be hanging out with someone the day before and you mention it and they come, cool. Yeah. If you don't see them for a while and they miss it, well, you didn't intentionally let them leave them out. Right. And if, and as long as it's like an equal playing field, like they do that right. equally with everyone. So therefore yeah, exactly. you're, not, you're never really getting the slight. Yeah. I was going to say right. that one, one tip if, if. It, if it's hard to like invite everybody is kind of wait to the last minute with that B and C group and yes. kind of see like what things are doing. And then if you do run into them at the soccer field and you've got enough food and space, then you can be like, Oh, Hey, we're having a few people over. If you guys want to join, you know, like, right. Like some parties that could be awkward with, but sometimes it's just, yeah. Keeping it. And as sometimes it mixes things up a little bit. And especially when, you know, there's like a, like a blossoming friendship happening that hasn't quite hit that. Like we're all besties and we're hanging out all the time. Right. Right. place yet but has that potential i i kind of feel like that's when you can get a little creative with that yeah and the last minute invitation too doesn't feel like you invited that person six weeks ahead of time but you didn't invite their two best people that are the same and it's right it sounds so funny that we're talking about tears as though we like mentally tear our friends i don't it's just no that when I sit no down to start thinking about who to invite to a party there's like there's the obvious people and then there's everyone else. And it's and it, and it, it doesn't have tough. anything to do with how much you like them or if they're a good no. person. It's just where the social circles right. overlap, I think. Exactly. I think yep. That makes sense. And it um, also helps that I have like theater friends and that's like a totally different group than, you know, yeah. my mom friends. So sometimes right. it makes it like if you have your work friends, sometimes that makes yep. it a little easier or you have your pe- people that you do certain things with. Then mm-hmm. you can kind of throw together an event and only have those people. It's really more associations than it is closeness. Exactly. But when, but when people run through lots of different groups, that's where it becomes really tricky. Well, and I, we, we didn't mention this, but it totally depends on what type of party you're having, too. I mean, right. I think there's certain types of parties that are easy to just be the more the merrier, especially if food is not if you're not serving a bunch of complicated food to every person who walks in the door. And so at Toward the end of the episode, we'll get into kind of a, a few different types of parties that are fun to throw. Yeah. But um, that's another thing that, you know, if it if it's a sit down dinner or a relatively, you know, a high investment of your time and money, then, you know, keeping the guest list small is totally legit. And if people hear about it, find out about it. It's all it's happened to everybody. And I feel like as long as it's handled with general grace and kindness, it, mm-hmm. it's all OK in the end. Um, do you have any ways that you handle music or decorating? Do you have any things you love to do and other things that maybe you mm, don't care so much? Playlist. About? I use Spotify playlists for music and I totally tailor that to who's coming over, um, and the event to some degree decorating, man. I don't know. I feel like that's some, that's some place I fall down on. I, I, I'm not great. I always like to have a nice fresh tablecloth on and maybe some matching, um, some matching, um, oh, what's the word? 
napkins thank you it's like, uh, <laughs> napkins that match the tablecloth thank you very much but i don't really i don't know i'm not very creative i know you're much more creative with decorating i i do like i mean i when it's when we're talking seasonally i i like to decorate my house seasonally so the mantle usually looks nice and um i love candles but i when oh, terms yeah, of too. in terms of decorating i actually usually think more functionally like if a lot of people are coming over, like, how am I, where am I going to put the people and how am I going to arrange things so that the flow works, including right. like removing pieces of furniture and storing them temporarily in the garage if things are too crowded or like setting up a table in the backyard for drinks and a bar setup or kind of getting creative that way. So I don't know that's not really decorating, but more thinking about like just the flow and where people are going to gather and. Um, I, we, I do love Spotify playlists too. My one thing about music at parties is I get a little sensory overloaded. Like I don't, I don't like, I love listening to music nice and loud if I'm listening to music, but I have a hard time with background music. That's too loud. That just mm -hmm. makes me, just makes me feel kind of on edge. So I, I like really low volume on party music, unless it's just yeah. like a really kind of crazy wild party, then you can crank right. it up, I guess. But in general, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a low low volume background music. well and there's some music that just lends itself to that really well like yeah you know my my favorite 70s am soft rock gold <laughs> type of music is good background music in that way because it's kind of rec it's recognizable so you can have it weighed down and people still pick up what's happening and you don't have to really listen very closely right so right yeah, yeah that's totally true and then your kids are a little maybe beyond this but um do you have anything that you do to kind of prepare the kids for their role in a party or like how you get them to help or anything no, like that? Not so much anymore, I guess. I think I think one thing that has become more of an issue as they've gotten older is like how much are they expected to interact? Is this yeah. the kind of thing where they can just hide? Which, you know, for the teenagers, a lot of times it is. Like they don't want to yeah. hang out with my friends right. um, necessarily. They need to make an appearance and say hello yeah. and be polite and maybe eat. Like if it's a, the kind of party where everyone's standing up, just eating appetizers, maybe, right. you know, show your face, eat some apps, say hello to your relatives and go. That's totally fine. Um, or if it's the kind of thing where we're going to have like, you know, someone from out of town that never sees them in right. like then how is that expectation a little bit different? Yeah. So that is one thing that has has definitely remained the same um, behaviorally. It's not something I have to worry about so much anymore. They, they kind of know they've been we've been doing this for so long. They know how to act yeah. when people are over. If other kids are over, they know how to act around other yeah. kids and that kind of thing. Yeah. So no, well, you've made that part training. of your family culture. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I would just say that this gets so much easier. I mean, it is, yeah, it, it really is does. hard to have your wits about you and entertain even a casual gathering when you have like a baby, a toddler and a preschooler, it's yes. really hard. It's hard on you and it's hard on the kids. So, um, mm -hmm. you and I did an episode about this once and I actually wrote a post about it so I can link, I can link that up. But, um, I uh, talked in depth about ways that I tried to make things not so hard on my kids when we were hosting a big gathering. And it's everything yeah. from making sure that you're spending some one-on-one -on -one time with them before things get crazy making sure they know what to expect. You know, that's just a big one with kids anyway. But I think even two and three year olds and sure for sure older than that can sort of have an idea of what to expect, how long it'll last. Um, but it, it can rock kids worlds. They have people coming over if they have other kids coming over that want to play yeah. with their toys. I mean, and then you're trying to be pleasant and entertain. Mm -hmm. And that is hard. That's enough to make you want want to not do it for a yeah. while but I still think it's worth it and I think there are some ways you can kind of prepare the kids I know one of my tips from that post was 
to kind of use your uh, screen time wisely because it's tempting to just mm-hmm. hand them an iPad or put on a movie. Um, but in my experience, that actually created kids who were just as because they hadn't really gotten any attention from anyone. They hadn't really engaged with the party that was going on. So it just made them grumpier and didn't actually yeah. provide that much relief. So, of course, I'm all for putting a movie on for the kids if the adults are having some conversation time, but just having some other other things to do as well, whether it's like a fun craft or like something. Um, But it does, it requires a little thinking ahead because I think it's hard on little kids to have their their environment disrupted that way. And, and another thing um, I want to, I guess, touch on really quick and and something that I have to be a lot more mindful about now that I don't have little, little kids anymore is preparing for people who do have little kids. I have to think about that more than I used to. It used to be, we're all in the same boat. We all had little Mm -hmm. ones. Like I was already there. Um, Now I think, I know when I had really young ones, I really liked when hosts would kind of lay down the law right away and let me know what was okay as far as yeah. what rooms the kids could go in. I really liked I doing that because then I could communicate that to my kids proactively, like right at the beginning. And I think if you're bashful or shy about that, you end up with something like, you know, the oldest kid's room got brought, busted into and a bunch of their stuff got broken and it wasn't right. your intention for kids to be in there, but you didn't want to say that. And right. You thought maybe the parent would just figure that out and they won't necessarily, they don't know, they're not right. really necessarily going to know what areas of your house are okay for the kids to be in and what aren't. So right. I think you can both mention that to the parents and the kids. I'm pretty good about making it clear to kids when they come into my house in a very kind way, yeah. like where they can be and where they can't. Yep. And we're pretty yep. casual about like kids being in my bedroom. I've got the best bathroom in the house. And so often my bedroom door is open during parties. It's right off the mm-hmm. kitchen and people can kind of come through and use the bathroom as they want. But like, that doesn't mean that that I want the kids playing in my stuff either. Right. So there has right. to be that, you know, that, that distinction. Um, yeah. Another thing that I kind of forgot about for a while, but now I'm going to have to get back in that mode because I have a friend having a baby mm-hmm. is like making sure that I know Liz is preggy, um, making sure there's like a place for her to change a diaper. Yeah. Which is not something I've had to think about in a long time. Yeah. I um, have so distinct I, I memories <laughs> of going over to people's houses when I did have brand new babies and just thinking it was so thoughtful when they had thought of that, like, oh, here's a place to go breastfeed the baby or change right. a diaper or, you know, just making sure I knew where everything was. And yes, that is it's such a nice touch to think mm-hmm. about. And that that goes for anything. If you have an right. elderly guest or if you have, you know, anyone with any kind of like special need or situation, I think that type of graciousness is so it's easy to forget when you're in like the last minute scramble, but it goes a long way to just making guests feel like you have thought about the fact that they'll be coming to your house or whatever their needs may be. So, yeah. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay heeled sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip on Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip on Flat. That's next on my list. 
Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay. Um, so I thought it might be fun to kind of brainstorm some different types of big gatherings because I think we we all just got through Thanksgiving. We know the the winter holidays are coming up, but... I think there's a lot of really fun opportunities to have people over that don't have to be the traditional turkey dinner like we talked about or the more formal affair. So I just right. made a note of a few and I know you have posted some fun things, too. So yeah. um, one really fun one that we did once and I want to do again is a progressive dinner. So that does require a few houses hosting, but it's really, really fun. And if you live where you can walk to neighbor's house, um, the idea is that each each home opening itself up would only serve one course. Um, we did it at the holidays. So everybody's home was decorated really beautifully. Um, and everybody only had to make and serve one or maybe two little mm. things. And then everybody progressed from house to house. So that was a really fun way to get your home spiffed up and yet not have not be staring down the barrel of like a four or five hour event where everyone was in your right. home. Does that make sense? So that was. A yeah, no, I really want to do progressive dinner. I've been talking about this for years and I just haven't got I haven't gotten like enough of my friends to all buy in at the same time. I know <laughs> so it, it does require coordinating. It does require yeah. coordinating. And I will say because we all had really little kids when we did it. Um, we got a couple of sitters for all the kids at the last house. And so they were with the kids at the last house where we ended up for dessert. And so we had dessert and like Christmas cookies and stuff with our kids and then took them home. Fun. So it actually it was a great way for it to be an adults. It was mostly adults only, except we all ended up at the house where our kids were with the babysitters. So the kids were there the whole time. Took, yep. Got the it. kids were there the whole time. The, the sitters um, had movies for them. And yeah. Um, and so we dropped them off there, then kind of worked our way back through the progression and ended up there. So that was a really oh, fun, really smart. fun way yeah, to do smart. it. You didn't you host a um, viewing party for a TV show? I think this is another fun way to have a viewing party you, for a TV show. Yeah. Which, didn't you do yes, it for Outlander? Oh, for Outlander. Well, actually, technically, yeah. Jenna, Jenna hosted it. But yeah, we we both went in together and like all on all the food and we did a bunch of Scottish themed food and um, snacks and decor and stuff like that. That was super fun. And I think the only reason we did it at her house was that she had the subscription to stars. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you needed to watch yeah. it. 
Yeah, we, but that was really, really fun. And um, I've done stuff like that before, too, where it's like, hey, everyone come over and we're going to watch, we're going to binge watch um, whatever the show is everyone's into right now. Right. And, and there's like going to be a little party around it. And, I, and that's that's kind of fun and informal, too. So it, yes. can, it can be formal. You can have themed food and decor and stuff. And I think we've made party favors. So we really got into the Outlander party. But I but we've also done ones that were much more informal. And it was like, bring, you know, potluck and we'll eat halfway through or whatever. Yeah. And, um, well, and I think having and, yeah. having something to watch, whether it's a football game or a fight or a show or a movie, kind of takes the emphasis. That sort of is the point of the party. And I think right. just even psychologically on yourself can take the emphasis off everything else, like having yep. a perfectly clean house or whatever. It's sort of like that's the star of the show. So I think that's yeah. We haven't hosted any. I my Allison and I used to host like Oscars viewing parties when way before kids. But Brian and I haven't hosted any viewing other than a super bowl party a few years ago so that has to go back on my list because i think that's a fun and easy one so um what about an open house i see this a lot like my parents generation and you Mm -hmm. know people who so the idea of an open house not like you're selling your house not that kind of an open house but is the the whole idea is that it's a short party and people can come anytime in the window and they can kind of come and go whenever so it's not usually planned around a meal. Um, you often do it around the holidays, but you could just do it for any time. And it can also just be during the day. Like, come on by. We'll be here. There'll be drinks and food from, you know, one to four or whatever. Right. Um, but I think that's another way to take the pressure off of serving a big meal. Yes. If yep. you've just I think if you've just moved, it can you know, it could be a like a housewarming type of thing, but anything that you do open house style, I think that whole, that, that term in and of itself takes the pressure off of, you're not going to entertain anyone. There's no like structure. There's no thing you have to be there for. So kind of the opposite of a viewing party and people don't have to feel bad about dropping by for like 20 or 30 minutes that I kind of like, yeah, because I like that. I am someone who gets a little squirmy when I think about the fact that okay everybody's coming at six and they're gonna be here for the long haul and this is what we're doing tonight so I think that could be another fun you might have to have a reason to have an open house party like I said maybe you just moved or whatever but I think that could be a fun one yeah that is fun and I and I know people who do that kind of informally like we'll be here stop by whenever you want and it does work it I think it allows you to invite more people to like the whole team thing becomes less of an issue exactly exactly and it's just um I think it's low commitment for both the host and the guest like the guest also doesn't have to feel like they have to stay for a ton of time or you know whatever so okay so one of my favorites is to host something in your front yard or your driveway and never actually have people into your house this is about as informal as it gets but I think it still counts as entertaining you know in my neighborhood people hang out in their front driveways a lot because we all have really small backyards Mm -hmm. Um, And the kids play in the street and it can be as simple as sending a text to say, I'm going to order pizza at five o'clock, you know, have the kids scooter on down BYOB and let's have dinner (laughs) in the driveway tonight. So my, my Mm -hmm. neighborhood does this all the time. People will throw movies up on a projector in their driveway, like use the driveway. I mean, use the garage door as a screen. Um, for our, we have hosted little neighborhood caroling party the last few years where the kids go door to door to a few houses. And it's my favorite thing to host because nobody comes in my house. I have a bathroom <laughs> right inside the garage door. So we actually, we decorate the garage a little bit, but it's still a garage. Like we put string lights, we put little Christmas lights up and we have folding tables and we put some food out, but that's in the garage. And then people can come in and use the 
restroom that's right inside the door. And then, of course, it's not too cold because it's California. And we just right, hang out right. in the garage and the driveway. But if you're intimidated by having people over, I mean, that is as low key as you can get. Just your driveway is always going to be clean, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, don't I know. love it. I don't, you don't you your front yard faces the busy street. So you don't you can't really have alley parties at your house. It does. Um, well, we could have an alley party. I, it's weird in my neighborhood, at least people in the alley don't get to know each other that well for whatever reason. And I don't I we just not a lot, an offer, a lot of opportunity. Sorry to mingle in the alley. And they tend to be older people. And for whatever reason, there aren't a lot of mm-hmm. kids in my alley. So but I do know of neighborhoods where they where the neighbors know each other and do gather. stuff like that in their alley and gather um just not in this particular neighborhood for whatever reason but well yeah, and an ex- definitely an idea an extension of that is would be like a block party and you don't have to it doesn't have to be like a huge block party but to just get a few neighbors if you do like your neighbors or want to get to know them better and decide to do something out in the block or in the driveway or in the street and right. meet more neighbors so i know like yep, neighborhoods absolutely. with cul-de-sacs and it'd be really fun um, okay. So my last couple were just simple. One is to do a breakfast or brunch in the morning. And you guys know that I'm just much better in the morning. So I had one of my birthday gatherings was a breakfast party. Um, a long time ago when I had a little play group of mom friends, we always did our Halloween party in the morning, um, like on a Saturday morning at a park, just because the kids were rested. They all went to bed so early at night. So just don't, don't forget that the first half of the day can be a fine also, time to yeah, you know, gathering. I'm- I've done that a few times, but not as much as I would like. And that's something that I definitely, I feel like I could do more often and do really well. Like Sundays are really chill days for me. Usually I don't have a lot going on purposely. And like, that would be a perfect time to have a brunch or a a breakfast party. And yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm putting that on my to-do list. Yeah. That's that one's on your list. And my last one was just to pick a destination. If you don't want to have people to your home for whatever reason, I think it still counts as entertaining to decide for to like have a picnic or like a potluck on the beach oh, for or sure. yeah. go to the park. And so sometimes that's just takes one person to decide it's and it doesn't have to be a birthday party or a special event. It can just be, hey, we're all going to meet up and, you know, bring our picnic lunches and meet up at the beach on this day. And so I right. think I think that counts as entertaining because you are the one bringing people together. And that is absolutely what that counts, counts as entertaining. Check, check it off the list. It's your party. <laughs> yeah okay well i hopefully we convinced you guys to entertain in some form yeah, um if you happen to be doing some big time entertaining this holiday season i think you're really gonna like our the little companion episode to this which comes out on friday which is december 1st and we're really gonna get into the nuts and bolts of having hosting a big family meal especially at the holidays so we're gonna talk about stuff like getting your kitchen ready for that amount of yes. food and you know, the sh- how we prep and how we shop and how we clean. And c- these yeah. are sort of some like more hardcore entertaining nuts and bolts. So I think it'll be kind of a fun companion. But definitely if you have people coming over for, you know, Christmas or during the holidays, you're going to want to listen to that one Absolutely. on Friday. Um, but this has been fun. And everything we talked about will be in the show notes at themomhour.com. And we will see you guys. There's more of us coming Friday. this week if you haven't had enough. <laughs> Yes, there is more. All right, we'll see you guys (laughs) soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. 
Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 